Voices Canada HR News on October 23, 2023. I'm Elena Bobereva. In today's episode, we talk about increased interest in Canadian jobs from foreign applicants. Alberta Pension Plan public consultations are in full swing. Job cuts in financial services industry. Lost productivity due to menopause and other topics. Stay with us to get the latest HR updates. Indeed reports that foreign job seeker interest surges among soaring Canadian population growth. The share of clicks on Canadian job postings coming from abroad has more than doubled since mid-2019, with the largest increases in manual labor and care economy jobs. The rise in foreign interest has come from a wide range of countries outside North America, led by India, but with substantial contributions from Pakistan, the Philippines, Nigeria, North Africa and France. Foreign click shares are up across occupations, but the largest increases have been among lower and mid-paying in-person job types, with agriculture, personal care and home health and driving experiencing the largest increases. The jump in foreign interest has come at a time when the Canadian population is growing quickly, suggesting policy changes expanding work permits to those abroad has helped attract job seeker attention, which could keep the inflow of newcomers elevated in the months ahead. Speaking about the increased job applicants flow from the Philippines, Canada launches a pilot program to streamline work processing for Canadian employers recruiting in this country. The pilot program in Manila will allow employers to schedule group appointments for medical examinations and biometrics for potential employees so that skilled workers in the Philippines can come to Canada. The pilot is open to Canadian employers recruiting from the Philippines and hiring approximately 50 or more workers or for critical occupations in sectors such as healthcare, construction or agri-food. The Philippines has long been an important source country of immigration for Canada. According to 2021 census, 960,000 people of Philippine origin live in Canada. Filipino nationals are also one of the top recipients of work permits. For the first six months of 2023, one in ten temporary foreign worker program work permits were issued to Filipino nationals. In March of this year, Canada opened Operation Center in the Philippines to boost global immigration processing capacity. The new center is located within Canada's embassy in Manila. It is supported by 37 employees. According to the government, the added capacity is part of Canada's ongoing efforts to accommodate the high volume of visa applications from around the world. As Alberta is consulting its residents on the planned move away from the Canada Pension Plan to a provincial model, the board of the Canada Pension Plan says Alberta's consultation on quitting the CPP is not a straightforward fact-finding exercise, but rather a biased manipulation of public opinion. Last week, the CPP launched its criticism of Alberta's pension exit public survey and advertising campaign in a letter to Jim Dinning, the head of panel collecting public input on whether Alberta should leave the CPP. The CPP board, CCPIB, 
points out that the government survey does not ask Albertans if they want to leave the CPP, but rather asks them preferences on setting up the Alberta plan. Jim Dinning, the head of a panel collecting public input, told a telephone town hall on October 16 that this is by design, saying the first step is to find out what Albertans want to see in a standalone plan. Critics, including callers on Monday's town hall, called the approach unfair. The report by Innovative Research Group said the survey gives respondents a rosy picture of benefits for Albertans based on one report while failing to report the risks or potential downside of Alberta going it alone. The advertising promises great returns while not mentioning the risk. The board of CPP is asking to speak to Dinning's panel and to Albertans to present its views, numbers and risks linked to Alberta leaving CPP. They estimate that if Alberta left, it would receive about 16% of the CPP assets. The panel is to gather public opinion for the next few months and then submit a recommendation to the Premier in the spring on whether there is a public appetite in Alberta for a standalone pension. Ontario Nurses Association reports that St. Mary's General Hospital in Kitchener is cutting the number of registered nurses, RNs, trying to save money after an arbitrator awarded a long-overdue catch-up in hospital nurse wages this summer. The association is concerned that this move will exploit the remaining nurses and put patient care at risk. The total number of RN positions cut is 11 full-time and 6 part-time. Currently, the hospital has 50 vacant RN positions. With both a serious RPN and RN shortage in Ontario, it remains unclear how the hospital will recruit for any new jobs. St. Mary's has informed Ontario Nurses Association that the RN cuts will take place on units where some of the sickest, most unstable patients are cared for, including the cardiac and general surgery unit and medicine units. In the coronary care, the number of patients will increase when the hospital adds two beds, without increasing the number of RNs. Financial industry has been experiencing a shakeup. The latest news come from the Montreal-based conglomerate Desjardins. They are laying off almost 400 people. The company told CBC News that it had made the difficult decision to cut about 0.6% of its 58,000 people workforce due to the current economic context. Most of the cuts will be among those who work either in Montreal or Lévis, Quebec. Some of the job cuts will come through natural attrition, where the company will simply not replace workers who voluntarily leave, and more will come from evaluating the need of currently open vacancies. The move is the latest sign of a slowdown in Canada's financial services sector, as Scotiabank announced recently that it is laying off about 3% of its global workforce as the result of changes at the bank and customers' day-to-day -day banking preferences, as well as ongoing efforts to streamline operations. The bank had 91,013 employees in its third quarter. Scotiabank said it would provide further details when it releases its fourth quarter results on November the 28th. 
In August, Royal Bank announced that it has recently laid off more than 600 people and was planning to cut about twice that in the current quarter. The bank had already shed 645 full-time positions. The Menopause Foundation of Canada has released a report on the cost of menopause to Canadian economy. Deloitte Canada provided the economic impact analysis for the report, estimating that approximately 540,000 lost days of work can be attributed to menopause symptom management. The report states that unmanaged symptoms of menopause cost the Canadian economy an estimated $3.5 billion per year. Specifically, menopause costs employers $237 million annually in lost productivity and costs women $3.3 billion in lost income due to a reduction in hours or pay or leaving the workforce altogether. One quarter, or 5 million, of Canadian workers are women aged 40-plus. 2 million are between 45 and 55, the age range when most reach menopause. That cohort is the fastest-growing segment of working women and is projected to grow by nearly one-third by 2040. The report reveals that one-third of working women say the menopause symptoms negatively impacted their performance at work. One quarter say they hid their symptoms at work. Two-thirds would not feel comfortable speaking to their supervisor or to someone in HR about what they were experiencing. And half would be too embarrassed to ask for help at work. The Menopause Foundation is calling on employers across Canada to take positive action to support the well-being of their menopausal employees by joining its new Menopause Works Here campaign. Please see the episode description for the link to a playbook that describes steps employers can take to better support women at this stage of life. And this was Canada HR News. Please leave us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcasts or subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also find us on Spotify and other platforms. For more information on the topics discussed today, see the episode description and connect with us on X at CAD HR News or LinkedIn at Canada HR News Podcast.